created a space where we can celebrate the unsung and the undervalued. A place where we focus on the many talents and influences for women within the culture in hopes to inspire women everywhere to overcome adversity in a male-dominated world. Welcome to Women in Hip Hop. everybody welcome to women in hip-hop i'm your host jazzy bell and today we are here with the icon darling that is right we are here with the legend the trendsetter the architect herself the one and only misa hilton hi mama hey how you doing i'm amazing you have no idea how influential you are in my life so to have you here is like bucket list check that off <laughs> thank you thank you thank you it's a pleasure to be here I'm uh, feeling your background, your earrings, your hair, the colors. You know, I love color. <laughs> the nails, all of that. The hair. <laughs> oh my God, I'm loving this. You're like making my day. Thank you. <laughs> yes. So, since this is Women in Hip Hop, I have to ask you, I want to start off with when did Misa first fall in love with hip hop? Oh, wow. I fell in love with hip hop in the early 80s. Well, you know what? Probably the 70s, 70s. I fell in love with hip hop when the Sugar Hill Gang um, was out. And I was a little girl and my parents used to play the record and I knew ever, I probably still know the words by heart from beginning to end. Yes. Yeah, so I fell in love with hip hop at a very early age. Yes, so when it comes to being this fashion icon that you are, who was it for you that resonated with you that's a fashion icon that really spoke to you early on? Um, a fashion icon? Growing up, um, early on, I looked up to my Aunt Tina. She was my first fashion icon. And the, the, my, and the people in my environment, in my neighborhood, the fly girls, you know, those were, those were my fashion icons. And if I had to give you some celebrity names, it would be um, Shaka Khan, Cher, um, Roxanne Shante, Salt and Pepper. Um, yeah, those 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 are my top my top fashion icons and inspiration. Shout out to your aunt. I was hoping that the question was going to be a family. I mean, the answer was going to be a family member. <laughs> so I love that. Now, when it comes to your inception as a fashion stylist, I mean, we've heard the story, but just to kind of let my audience know, like, when was when did you first come on, and what was your first gig as a fashion stylist? Yes, yeah, so um, my career started um, organically. I was dating Sean Combs Puffy um, in the early 90s. Um, and he was at the point in his life where he was going from intern to A&R. And so um, I was like his right hand. I was always hanging up at Uptown Records. Um, and Andre Harrell's house with him on the weekend and Russell's house. And so I was right in the mix of everything. And I was at the right place at the right time with the talents that were needed. So as Puff was, um, you know, developing Jodeci's album and their look, I was right there. And so um, when it was time to shoot their first video, we had came up with the idea of um, dressing them in um, hoodies and baseball caps and combat boots. And so um, the first video that I worked on as an assistant to Mr. Puffy was um, Gotta Love. And that's how I got my start as a fashion stylist. I 
I love that. Now, what I also know about the story is that you guys had some convincing to do as it pertains to okay. Andre Harrell, the late great Andre Harrell. Okay. What was it? I know you guys were like at this meeting for some hours and he kept hitting y'all with the no, the no, the mm -hmm. no, because back mm -hmm. in the day, the singers wore suits and, and all that right. stuff. So right. what was it that you can probably remember that sealed the deal for him to say, okay, yes, you guys can have it. Well, you know, looking back, hindsight is 2020, right? So looking back, I feel like Andre's resistance was to see how much we believed in it and how much passion we had about it. Wow. So um, I don't think it took as much convincing as we thought as much as he wanted to see how passionate and how willing we were to believe in, you know, our, our idea and our vision. Oh, and he was so special cool. like that. He loved to keep young people around him and listen to their ideas and what they thought was hot. And that was one thing that was really special about him, his ability to connect and to bring out the best in other people and to really make, he saw, he sees other people in such an elevated way that sometimes we don't even see ourselves as that person. He was a visionary like that. And I have that a lot of ways too. I have that gift as well. Yeah. And I want to say, it seemed like, you know, he was like, he birthed a lot of you guys when it comes to like pushing y'all to the limit because oh, we yeah. have you, the, the best, and we have Diddy, the best. So, mm -hmm. you know, you guys come from that lineage of yeah. Andre. And I think that, you know, it's his belief and his love and his support is so nurturing that you have no choice but to be the best. You know, he doesn't have like that tough love, beat you down, make it difficult for you. It was really like empowering and um, supportive and nurturing. Wow. And then he, he has so much knowledge and just, um, he shares so much history with us. And so he gave us a really great foundation to build upon. Do you have a fondest memory when it comes to Andre Harrell? So um, oh, no, it's too many to name. So many at different times in my life. But overall, he's one of the best people I've ever met in my life. And all of us owe everything to him. We would have nothing in, in this career that we are so blessed to be a part of if it wasn't for Andre Harrell. Yes, another one that birthed from that crew of dope people is Mary J. Blige. <laughs> yes, so she was pretty much next um, right behind Jodeci. So talk to me about working with her because I saw I was such a fan of the remix that's on Netflix right now. Y'all check it out. <laughs> and what I love is that you, they say that you um, were able to mix what a person already has and what you envision for them. And, you know, Mary in the documentary said, you know, she trusted you. You know, mm -hmm. she was such a tomboy, but you know, you pulled things out of her. She was like, all right, give me the booty shorts, you know, we'll make it work. And the tennis skirts, yeah. <laughs> it's always a co-creation. And Mary and I clicked um, immediately. You know, she's my sister from another mother. And, um, you know, we just understood each other. We're both from Westchester, New York. She's from Yonkers. I'm from Mount Vernon. And so we have a certain swag and culture in Westchester, right? It's very similar to Harlem, but it's still suburbs, you know, but it still has a lot of swagger. But, you know, we, we understood each other. We both love hip hop. We both love um, 
you know, um, Jabot jeans and baseball caps and Timberland boots and goose coats. We loved hip hop fashion and hip hop culture overall. And I picked that up about her immediately. And I thought, why not highlight that? Um, we had never seen, seen a singer highlight that, you know, that fashion sense, you know, with that hip hop swag. So I thought that it was, it was a great opportunity to be authentic, to create something new and to, you know, to really just show what, to show the world what was happening in youth culture and what was popping for us. We were very young at the time. And a lot of times when you look at TV, people would want to get a little polished and dress up and maybe not be authentic to who they were, um, especially if you were a singer, right? So, uh, you know, we, we, we jumped outside of that box and the rest is history. Now, what did you, what was it something that Mary was adamant about? I have to keep this and that you guys kind of, I don't know, went back and forth about it. And you was like, okay, keep this because this is Mary all day and I'm going to add this to it. Anything? No, nope, like it, oh, it was, it, oh, it, it was seamless, you Ooh. know? Yeah, it was seamless. We just got each other and um, yeah, it was seamless. Another thing that seems seamless is the little Kim. I mean, I look at you too. You, I don't know what it is about you too. I really look at this whole crew as superheroes. Like, <laughs> Little you. Kim is my favorite rapper of all time. And I would have her on all my walls to the point yeah. that my dad bust through the door and was like, take this bull crap down. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That got a lot of people in trouble. Those lyrics too, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Talk to me about how you two first met and the bond that you guys created, you and Little Kim. So Kim and I first met at my home in Scarsdale, when I was pregnant with Justin, she had came through with Biggie. Um, she wasn't a rapper at the time. He, she was just a friend of his that stopped by the house. We had a studio in the house and she was so cute. She had a little Anita Baker haircut. She had on a disc really fly denim outfit, like a jacket and some jeans. And I remembered her um, when I had seen her later on, which the next time I met her again, I saw her again was at um, the Juicy video. And she was in the Juicy video, Total was in the Juicy video, I was in the Juicy video. There were so many people um, that you people would come to know in the very near future that were, um, you know, stars in their own right on the rise. And she was one of them and she was there. And oh. so uh, after the success of Mary and then um, Big Hat came out and he partnered with Lance and Rivera and they formed on DS Records and they had Junior Mafia and then Kim was going to break out from the group and do a solo project and Un and Big wanted me to style her. So that's how our relationship began and it was a match made in heaven. Everything with her seamless. Kim is an out of the box thinker. She loves fashion. She's a girly girl. Um, she's a risk taker. And so we, uh, another, you know, another just, we just fit like a hand in a glove. We always joke around that we communicate telepathically. I guarantee you, if we were to see, if she was to walk through my door right now, she probably would have this color on or have the same baseball cap. No, it's crazy. If we're about to discuss ideas, I'll say, you know what? I was thinking about doing a red snakeskin. She was like, oh my God, look at this picture. I was thinking that too. So we're like that. And Mary and I, I have that as well. Wow, I love that. Do you remember the first um, outfit you put together for Kim, like the first styling gig for her? Because again, being a fan, I feel like I remember all her outfits. Yeah, the very first, you know, I don't remember the very first, but I could tell you the first music video was No Time. 
That was the first music video. <laughs> oh, I got an escalator. Yes. <laughs> yep. Talk to me about that moment. I didn't know that. How was, how, I don't know. I don't know. I just want to be there. Take me there. Yeah, it was, it was, it was really exciting um, working with Kim and seeing her evolve like right in front of our eyes. Um, when you working with like someone like um, Mary, Kim, and even Missy, they have so much swagger on their own. And so to create with them and then add my aesthetic and bring it to life, you start to see the transformation because now it's for the world, it's for TV, you know, it's for the demographic and all that stuff. So when you start to see the look um, come together and the image just like, is like it morphs right in front of your face, is magical. And that's what that moment was, a magical moment. The fur around the, the edge of the coat, the, the yeah. twirl around the chair going down the escalator, I mean... Yeah. Hip hop yeah. iconic moments. So speaking of Missy mm -hmm. as well, and Mary J and and you and Little Kim, you guys are like the epitome of sisterhood. Can you tell the young girls out there like the importance of sisterhood or just having a tribe, like a support? Yeah, group? I mean sisterhood is extremely important. No one will ever have your back like another woman, you know, and that's a fact. Another good woman, you know, there's we have good and bad of everything in this world or, you know, positive and negative of everything you can think of in this world. But when you have a good woman or a good group of sisters behind you, you 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 are blessed, you are rich, you are wealthy and you can always depend on them. And it makes life easier. Um, it makes challenges and obstacles um, softer to have to go through just to have a tribe of women around you who are um strong who who honor the 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 um connection and who you just vibe with and you guys can relate to each other and we all came up at the same time um from basically when I say nothing, I don't mean literally nothing, but like nothing and we blew up really quickly and that process and that journey is difficult, you know, and it's, um, it's full of surprises and you have to learn a lot really quickly. And when I say difficult, difficult in a good way, right? You know, some difficulties are good difficulties to have because they build strength, character, business, know-how, you know, you got to have to grow up really quickly. So it's hard to um, speak to other women who may not have had that experience. So for us to have had that together, you know, from the beginning of our careers all the way up until now is truly special. Yeah, those are those are my girls. If you had to pinpoint it in one word, what's the secret to you guys' longevity as friendship? As friends, I'm sorry. Um, we are 100% ourselves and we are 100% accepting of everybody else. We know each other's bullshit. We know when somebody got an attitude, <laughs> we know, <laughs> you know, that's real. You know, we, we, we know each other inside and out. And so love, our love is unconditional. And so there's nothing that could ever come between that. It's unconditional. We accept and love each other 100% inside out. Uh. Thank you for saying that. I'm gonna call my friend. Y'all better be loving me unconditionally. <laughs> if I got an attitude, you know me. You know how I am. <laughs> and to know someone is to love them, right? So when you know, so so it's not the good times that are hard to get through. It's the tough times, you know. And it's understanding your sister, understanding your friend, and knowing how to support her because we all need support differently, right? And everyone's different. So just just being flexible and 
unconditional in it all. And I, I think when you have real true love, that it 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 it, it it's automatic to love unconditionally when it's real and it's authentic. Because our our relationship isn't based on anything else except the bond. Mm. Devon. Okay. Yeah, we, we see each other. We see each other naked. You know what I mean? I don't mean literally, but like just all everything off makeup, off hair, off nails. Off. We see each other's souls. So. I love that. Well, you know, everything is popping with the biopics. You got Whitney Williams got hers um, coming out soon or is out now. Um, Salt and Pepper. As I'm talking to you about this superhero group <laughs> that I like to call you guys, my superheroes. Would you be open to a biopic? If so, who would play you? Oh, wow. I would love to have a biopic about my life. And boy, would it be interesting. Because there's, you know, I haven't shared a lot about my life until recently. Not for any particular reason. I'm just very private. And so I think my story um, would be very interesting because there's a lot to learn about even my creative process and how I was a creative such a creative thinker at a young age and I used to change my clothes three four five times a day and my hair and get in trouble for making laundry everywhere with my mom but I was just like make I loved creating images from like five years old it's crazy and dyeing my hair I used to get in big trouble for that <laughs> and the documentary talk about the mom of the blonde hair came from being out in the sun I was like no way <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I had to have someone play me, it probably would be my daughter, um, maybe Sweetie. Um, yeah. Ooh, I could see Sweetie because mm -hmm. she is, a, but people say Blasian, but she's yeah. black and Filipino, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't know that about you. You are black and Japanese. Japanese, yes. Yeah. Sweetie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so they could probably do two different um age you know age ranges but yeah that's what i think for now okay so you're a fan of sweetie you like her music i do yes i'm a fan of her music i love what she does she's exciting and creative and you know she she's not afraid to um live out her imagination and create you know she's the only child so i know what that's like as well you know you're in your head all the time you know you have a million friends up there and so you get to say she speaks about that but you get to see it play out in, in the way that she's grown and elevated. And it's, you know, I love her story too. Um, I knew her before she was a rapper, actually. Really? Yeah. Wow. She's a USC student. Okay. Mm -hmm. Were you there like as a teacher? Cause I know you do a lot of the life calls. Oh, no, no, that's personal. Oh, nice. All right. I, I see it in the future. I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> it'll be a hell of a woman in hip hop collaboration, sweetie. And Misa Hilton. Wow. Yes, and don't forget my daughter Madison Star, because she has all the mannerisms. She knows how to, you know what I mean, give it up like mommy. <laughs> if she was here right now, you would be like, that is your little twin. <laughs> she has it down packed. So yes, those two. I love it. I'm all about keeping it in the family. Okay, before I let you go, I would love for you, if you can, to just give, share with us the biggest obstacle you had to overcome just being a woman in hip hop, just so we can inspire the people. To you know, um, the big, there's a couple of big obstacles. Uh, one obstacle being a woman in hip hop that I had to overcome would be probably, um, 
not allowing myself to be boxed into any label or that my hip hop or or accept that my hip hop fashion was any different than high fashion and luxury fashion who was you know emulating anyway you know but we I constantly was um marginalized early on in my career and I was also very young when I started as well you know I started at 17 when I was styling Jodeci I was 17 18 you know I was very young in my early 20s up until now so um that's one and if I had to give another challenge it would be starting so young and um understanding the business um that I was creating being an entrepreneur understanding taxes and how a fashion stylist doesn't get taxed you know so at the end of the year baby <laughs> when you thought you was making all that money you was making half you know and that was early on so educating myself around business and around um how to grow my business in a in a way that um would create longevity and so that's why i started the misa hills and fashion academy mhfa so that i'm able to give back and share educate mentor give the skill set and the knowledge that's needed to create a career in fashion or as an entrepreneur and so that you can be successful and don't make some of the um you know some of the mistakes that i have made and i don't really like to use the word mistakes but not have the challenges that I have had because a mistake is a mistake if you didn't learn from it, you know, and I believe that everything that we go through is an opportunity to learn from something. So once you learn from, from it, it becomes a past challenge that you overcame. Absolutely. Well said. I'm going to quote Jay-Z real quick. I yeah. did that. So hopefully you don't have to go through that. That's, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm very passionate about that and giving back in that way because it's not easy as a black creative, as a black woman creative. And it definitely wasn't easy as someone who was labeled a hip hop stylist when, you know, a lot of the fashion and the image that I was creating was actually global, you know, but I love hip hop. So I would take that title any day. <laughs> hip hop is life. <laughs> hip hop is life. You better say it. <laughs> so come here and share your story. If Before you go, I want to play a quick game with you. It's called my confession segment, where I just have sure. five questions and shoot it out real quick. Usually, yeah. just one word answer. So, you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Since it is Women in Hip Hop and Vibe.com, give me your top five favorite female rappers of all time. Ooh, my top five um, Roxanne Shante, Salt and Pepper, Little Kim, Missy Elliott. How many I got left? Mm -hmm. One more. Rhapsody. Oh, there we go. And nobody oh, I forget nobody because I love y'all all. Oh, I got Yo Yo, Latifa, ah, Moni Love. <laughs> That's not fair. I know it's a hard one. <laughs> you know, we love we love them all. Flo okay. Millie. Okay, Flo Millie, so dope. <laughs> if you could share a quick um memorable moment you had with Biggie, what would it be? Oh wow. When he gave me my nickname Meese Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> where did he give it to you where were you and now that's my fly girl name i don't know if you if you you know the mary um jay blige and simone smith collection the sister love mjb who bearings so i have my own airing my fly girl name is me stog it's the fly girl collection so check that out i'm sure you'll like it there's a there's um i, I forget how many styles but mine is the me stogs but yes um hanging out with him I'm in the studio and he would be over the house all the time and he would spend a lot of time in Mount Vernon 
um, running around with Puff and I would be there. And he just started, cause one day he was like, um, I walked in, he was like, Meese Dog, where you been? And it just stuck that everybody started calling me Meese Dog or Dogs for short, or Dog, what's up Dog? You know, and I think that it was because I was like so tough and I was like, you know, I was like young entrepreneur, I was passionate, you know, I was getting things done at such a young age. So it sounds like Meese Dogs, like you look at Misa, Misa Hilton, yeah, but they, you know, I put that work in, like I'm getting things done, I'm making it happen, I'm speaking up, I'm, you know, believing in myself and, you know, just, just putting my ideas out there unapologetically. And so that's my name from Biggie. Oh, shout out to Biggie. Well, that's yes. him and homage to you because you were very inf influential and instrumental on getting him his deal with yes. Biggie, which a lot of people don't even know. Yeah. So, yeah. but Biggie knew, so that's what matters the most, right? <laughs> yes. yes. Now, your favorite hip hop record to dance to? My favorite hip hop record to dance to um, right now? Whenever, yep, right now. Or just period one of my favorites because i'm a hip-hop girl so i could never even give you a favorite but i'll the, one of my most recent favorite songs to dance to was fabi um fabio foreign that was my song from last winter to this summer and still it still gets me every time um fabio and nas spicy i love that song too um i love Sweetie and Doja Cat, best friend. I love, um, <laughs> I love, one of my all-time favorites is Roxanne Shantae's first song. Uh, ah, what's the title? I can't remember the title. I feel like I never know it. Too. The one where she's going after the fellas? With the first no. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Look, we can start with that. Dougie Fresh, the show, classic. <laughs> Roxanne's Revenge. That's what we... Roxanne Shantae, Roxanne's Revenge. Um, oh, there's so many. I just love hip hop. Missy Elliott beat me 911. I could go on and on and on. <laughs> Remember that? Yes, of course. You, man. Um, I know this is Vibe Magazine as well. Do you remember the first Vibe cover you ever did? Um, no, but I remember when I was featured in Vibe and I was so excited and it, um, I was so honored. And I couldn't believe that I was going to be in Vibe magazine. Like I worked with Vibe so much. Oh, my Q-tip cover. I love that cover. Yeah, yeah that was, the, I don't know if that was the first one. But that's one of my favorites, that Q-tip cover. And he was so, I love because he had on the feather jeans and the bandana and the stones and he, you know, he was just giving us that Q-tip style that we all love. Yes, we love that. I know that cover very well. Okay, well, yeah. before you go, thank you for being here first and foremost. Now, if you can wrap up, since we went through this journey with how you came into the game and what's happening now for you, what's one word to describe the state that you're in right now? Not a phrase, not a sentence, but one word. Mm. One. Hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> me, I, I got like three one words, so let me pick from those. Um, <laughs> hmm. For you, give me all three. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give you probably four. Elevating, <laughs> elevate, elevating, manifesting, being. Hmm. 
That is amazing. Again, thank you so much for being here. We are here you. you have, I feel like, raised us in, in this culture. You've done so much. So continue to do great work. Anything else you can let the people know as far as next level for you, what they can expect from you? Yes, I have a collab with Macy's coming out in March. Um, I have the Misa Hilton Fashion Academy. If you're interested in the Korean fashion styling, um, entrepreneurship, streetwear, come to us. Um, you can check us out on uh, misahiltonfashionacademy.com. I'm also a certified life coach. So if you need that, you can check me out on um, uh, Misa Hilton 360 Transformation on Instagram. And I have a book coming out. I'm really excited about that. Yes. And you know, the life story comes next after that. So <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> hey, come on, daughter and sweetie, get it together. <laughs> I was like, Madison, you better get up acting classes, girl. <laughs> I'm sure she's going to be great, just like her mother, anything she touches. So again, yes. Yes. thank you for being here. And please enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. You too. It was a pleasure. I have fun talking to you. Thank you. I created a space where we can celebrate the unsung and the undervalued. A place where we focus on the many talents and influences for women within the culture in hopes to inspire women everywhere to overcome adversity in a male-dominated world. Welcome to Woman in Hip Hop.